You're listening to the Dynasty Battlefield Podcast with your hosts, Thomas and Jerry Tyrell. Welcome everyone to today's episode of Dynasty Battlefield Fantasy Football Show. I'm your host today, Thomas Tyrell. You can find me on Twitter at DynastyBfieldTT. I'm joined today by my co-host, my cohort, and my dynasty nemesis, my brother Jerry. Yep, Jerry Tyrell. You can also find me on Twitter at DynastyBfieldJT. Awesome. Thanks, Jerry. Uh, also want to mention our website, DynastyBattlefield.com. If you head over there now, uh, we are offering commissioning services on a super flex 12-team startup uh, that we are a part of, and we would like to have you guys come over and join us. Go over to DynastyBattlefield.com and click on the Dynasty Startup button. All right. And uh, on today's episode, we'll go ahead and uh, get started with the uh, introduction here. Today we have a unique battle. We have a three-man battle at quarterback, uh, something that is unique to us. We've uh, only compared uh, two players at a time, so this is going to be a unique uh, discussion, I believe. Uh, One that I think is worth having, though, uh, especially in super flex leagues, which is becoming more and more prominent, uh, the basically becoming the standard for all dynasty leagues going forward. Uh, so with that, I will introduce our three, our group of three players currently being drafted ADP wise in positions seven, eight, and nine at the quarterback position. Uh, Carson Wentz, Josh, Allen. Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> totally freaked out there on the Josh <laughs> Allen name. I saw the name Allen. Couldn't think of who what his first name was. Well, there's three of them. There's already right. three Josh Allens in the league. So, so Carson Wentz. Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. Yep. Uh, so with that, I will hand it over to my cohort here, and we will start doing some player comparisons. Yeah, it's very, uh, very interesting because we have uh, three completely different quarterbacks, um, and at we've got a rookie. We're going to have a, a junior. Uh, Allen's going to be going into his third season, and Wentz will be going into his fifth season. Um, and like you said, you know, Superflex uh, is going to be – is the standard pretty much in all dynasty leagues to make sure the, the, that all these quarterbacks are uh, utilized on squads. Um but, uh, like I said, it's very interesting to have uh, three different quarterbacks at three different uh, stages of their career um, all being drafted within just a couple of spots of each other. Um, so, like, you could take the obvious. Uh, Wentz has the most stats under his belt. We know what kind of uh, quarterback Wentz is. Now, there are going to be some detractors that are going to tell you that Wentz is injury prone because he wasn't able to finish a couple couple of seasons in his uh, short time starting quarterback. Uh, I think two seasons he did not finish did did not finish the season and obviously uh, uh, Foles took them to the uh, Super Bowl in an right. awesome Super yep. Bowl or playoff run um, and uh, brought back the trophy to Philadelphia. Obviously, yeah, for the first time ever, cementing their <laughs> you know right as uh, number one in their division at least. Yeah, at least for that yeah. for that day at least. <laughs> 
but uh, but yeah, I mean, so we've got a lot more data on Wentz is what I'm getting at here versus versus Allen, and you know, just the unknown of of Joe Joe Burrow, the man himself, did come coming off probably the best college uh, quarterback season uh, for quite some time, if not if not history. Um, yeah, it definitely seems to be consensus on the Burrow season that it was one for the ages. Um, and sadly, I didn't, you know, I didn't catch a lot of those LSU games last year. So, um, you know, I've been playing catch up all, you know, ever since January. But, uh, like, just just to point out, just to follow up with what you said, yes, uh, everything I've heard about that season was historical. Yeah, and you know, usually we're going to go through the stats here and kind of come to a culmination of the person that we think is the better of the two, better of the three, better in this ADP range. Um, You know, there's... I'm looking at this, and I, I don't see really a question if all three of these guys are on the board, which one I'm going to take first, which one I'm going to take second, and which one I'm going to take third. Well, right. I'm going to hop in here because I'm just going to say, I'm sure Please. I know you're going to take Wentz first because you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Uh, so you're probably going to be more prone to take your guy. And I also know that you, uh, when it comes to quarterbacks, you're more uh, likely to take a guy who's who's proven. Uh, at least I think that's my perspective on your dynasty ownership at this point. I, I feel like I, I know I, you pretty well. Yes, I would. I would tend to agree with your assessment of uh, of my dynasty strategy so far. So apparently I'm going to have to uh, <laughs> mi- mix that up a little bit. Uh, but you're right. I, I would take I would take Wentz right out of the gate because we know what kind of quarterback he is. Sure, he's been he's been hurt, but he has the ability to be um, a, a quarterback that you're drafting in that ADP. He has that ability to finish in the uh, top ten. Uh, definitely going to be a quarterback uh, quarterback one. Now you're drafting Allen in that same range as QB1, drafting Joe Burrow in that same range as QB1. We don't – Allen's not finished as a QB1 yet, and obviously we don't know where Joe, Joe Burrow is going to be placed. Obviously, But it, it, they do have a lot of talent. They've culminated a lot of talent there, so the odds of him being a good quarterback with – the pieces they put in place are probably fairly fairly good. Yeah, I would I would say so. I definitely uh, I think uh, just talking about in that vein, uh, Buffalo has surrounded Allen with with weapons. Uh, they've done everything they can, I think, to nurture his development as a passer. Uh, if you listen to any NFL shows or any. Uh, people who know football, they'll tell you how inaccurate a passer he is. Uh, that's easily communicated with his uh, with his uh, completion percentage, you know. Um, and it's not uh, he's not a high volume passer. You know, he has uh, less than 500 attempts on the season last year. So I think Buffalo's been sl- like, even though he's only in his second year, uh, he still relied on his athleticism. He uh, I think he did try to control his scrambles out of the pocket under pressure. I think he tried to hang in there more. He did have better options than his second year to throw to. Smoke Brown on the outside, Beasley in the slot. Uh, So I think that helped his progression. And then adding Diggs is going to add another dimension to that offense. Um, And the hope is, is that Diggs' skills will 
help rein in some of those uh, negative qualities that Allen presents as a pocket quarterback, right? He's got a cannon for an arm. Uh, he's like I mentioned, his he's got great athleticism. Uh, he can scramble. He can get out of the pocket. He can. We've seen him actually literally hurdle guys as he's running down the field. So uh, when we're talking about rushing ability, if you know if we're going to include that in the quarterback discussion, which by all means we very well should, I think you can't discount the athleticism that Allen's bringing to the table. That same athleticism that got Wentz hurt. Um, I think maybe he used it a little more recklessly than than Allen. I don't, you know, just given those injuries that he's had, uh, the the injuries that Wentz has had were generally because he was out scrambling. Got, you know, he had tore his ACL his rookie uh, his second year when he was playing at the MVP level that everyone likes to mention in 2017, which was by far his best finish. Uh, you know, he finished as the number five quarterback, I believe, that year, even though he missed. The, the remaining three uh, weeks or four weeks of that season. Um, so I don't I don't want to underestimate Josh Allen because of that rushing aspect that he brings to the game. I have him on one of my teams, and uh, surprisingly, you watch these games, and it's like, man, this guy is not a great quarterback. I don't know what he's doing most plays. But at the end of the day, he finished as a top-10 quarterback last year because of that rushing ability. Um, so I, I definitely like that. And speaking of, of the athleticism and sneaky athleticism, which I think is generally reserved for white guys, they have sneaky athleticism. Joe Burrow, as being mentioned as having that sneaky athleticism, an underrated rusher who has nice pocket presence, who can get out of the who can get out of the pocket, um, and it's his mobility that you know people have uh, see in him that they have this great he has this great quality. He has a quality that he's, that some of the other quarterbacks don't have in that he may not have a rocket arm by all accounts, but he's like a perfect timing passer. He can he's a he's an older guy, right? So he's he's he can uh, uh, help me out. He can audible, you know. He can audible. He can read the defenses. Yes. So he's already proven that he can uh, run a ship. You know, he's yes. run. You know, LSU. For years, has had this amazing amount of talent. They have the most players in the NFL currently, and they've always been missing the quarterback. So mm-hmm. we saw what happened, obviously, with the historic historic season last year. All that talent finally came to fruition when they had a nice quarterback in a good system with, you know, the New Orleans uh, Saints passing game coordinator, I believe. Mm-hmm. Joe Brady moved Joe Brady moved over to LSU as the offensive mm-hmm. coordinator, and just you know they set the world on fire. Uh, so that's where his promise is. His promise is that he's going to be ready from day one. He's not a kid coming into the league. He's not twenty. He's not twenty years old. He's not twenty-one years old, right? He's going to be twenty-four at the end of this season. He's mm-hmm. he's actually older than Josh Allen, I believe. Uh, if I can see that, uh, they're close. They're close together. So I think Josh Allen's like five months older than him. So you can see, even though coming in the league. I like what you mentioned early. Like this is a unique battle because these are three different style quarterbacks. These are three different quarterbacks uh, as far as their career progression. One just starting. One who, by all accounts, isn't guaranteed to even get that extension. Josh Allen isn't guaranteed to get that fifth. You know, he's got the fifth year in the rookie deal, but he's not guaranteed to get that second contract. Right. Uh, I've listened to quite a bit of stuff. Not in Buffalo. Correct. Not in Buffalo. Correct. Correct. And that's, you know, 
and that's what you want. You know, anytime anytime any players change places in the NFL, especially quarterbacks, there's usually a problem. Uh, if if the team has the option to pick up that player and they don't, odds are if if it's especially if it's a quarterback, then that means they do they absolutely don't believe in him, and you know he will get other chances. But there's no guarantee that Buffalo is going to continue riding him. They've put everything around him now. So he has basically two years to prove himself to say, hey, I'm worth an additional big contract. Because that's what's coming after those rookie contracts for quarterbacks. You know, the quarterback market's pretty wild. So those numbers can skyrocket just because that's the way economics works in the NFL. The next quarterback contract is always the biggest one. So with that being said, you know, as, as a team like Buffalo, they have to really figure out over the next two years, is he our guy? And uh, so that's why they've invested so much in that, uh, in those weapons around him. And, um, and mentioning, yeah. yeah, and yep. as you mentioned with Burrow, like Cincinnati mm-hmm. seems to be on that same track. Right. However, given Cincinnati's history, given their fr- franchise history, their ownership, uh, budgeting limits, and just the things that just seems to be office. seems to be one of those well-known things in the NFL circles is that you know how they budget and they don't spend money and uh, yeah. but you know they have they have. Uh, they do have weapons for him. They have, you know, Joe Mixon. They've got uh, AJ Green for at least this year. They have Tyler Boyd. They have they drove, you know, uh, T Higgins. Uh, he has some pieces to grow. I think they get their first round draft pick from last year back because he had he tore his ACL. The offensive lineman. Um, I believe he was. I'm not sure where he was from. I believe he was out of Georgia. I could be wrong on that. Um, but he was a like a top ten pick who tore his ACL. So they didn't even get the benefit of having that guy last year. So you got to think the upgrade in the weaponry along with the additional line support should allow Burrow to get off to a good rookie start. Uh, the weapons are there. Uh, not the, you know, the pieces are there. All the pieces are in place. I agree. For at all, least a decent start. 100%. All the, but, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of guys just don't know how fast the game is going to come to them. Uh, it's, it's on, it's going to be dependent on about how quickly he can adjust his game to the uh, to the level that the NFL is at, you know, right now, as far as the speed goes. No, oh, absolutely, and I think uh, that's generally why, when considering player profiles and those things, I always look at player pedigree, and part of that pedigree is where they played in college. He played at a high-level school who played a very hard schedule. They did not have cupcakes after cupcakes after cupcakes. They played more top 10 teams than I believe anyone in history, making the season even more historical, right. as I mentioned. Yep. So, uh, And he did not shy away in those games. He was not someone who demolished teams from the lower ranks. He demolished the top programs. I mean, he had he had five or six touchdowns by halftime in so many of these games. I think that it was a benefit to him to leave Ohio State, come out of that, and go into the SEC. Absolutely. I think that the SEC prepares you for the NFL more than any other league. Especially from the quarterback position, yes. right? I mean, um, I I don't know this to be fact, but I would, I would venture that I would probably bet you on this, that of all the – Defensive backs or say, you know, defensive backs, cornerbacks in that group. Most of those guys are from the SEC because that's their 90% speed. So he's seeing the best. 
he's seeing the best college players, the best players that were going to be in the NFL. They're they're not NFL level yet, but they're they're on the same level at this time, and he is just torching them. The, so the difference is is that you're going to get a sporadic those best guys here and there, whereas on the NFL, you know, NFL team, all those guys are on one team and not just one or two on this team, one or two on that team. So no, true that. Well, that's big, what, big, well, big difference there. Well. Yes, every team, like, obviously every player in the NFL is an NFL player. But when you look at the, but when you look at the SEC, uh, when you look at their rosters, now they may not all be seniors who are going to be in the league next year, but they're littered with, you know, he's playing Florida, Alabama, Auburn. Those teams are littered with NFL prospects Mm -hmm. at every level. Of the defense. So he's seeing the best pass rush. He's seeing the best coverages. He's seeing the most complex defenses. He's reading them, and he's tearing them up with that offense he was in last year, right? So we have to see. There's obviously going to be some growing pains. Of course. For anyone, you know, even Mm -hmm. playing in that high level, there is still going to be some speed of the game concerns, right, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but you hope with his age, uh, as I mentioned, that 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 will be as as small a window as possible. Of course. Right? So that's, that's the ultimate hope with Joe Burrow. He comes out, hits the ground running. He is everything they say he is. He is the dude sitting in the back smoking a cigar with the championship trophy, right? He, right. You know. So I am a fan of his prospects, for sure. Oh, yes. There's that, no doubt. Obviously, as, as the first overall pick. I mean, uh, obviously... Coming into it, everyone said that he was the number one pick for months. So yes, uh, there's been a lot of discussion about him and and how he can prove to have a good rookie year. Uh, so I look for that to happen. I look for him to be a good quality player in the NFL. Now whether he'll be a fantasy star or not, that's to be seen. But I think that he is someone that can lead the Bengals uh, in the right direction for sure. And hopefully for the Bengals and all their fans, they can lead them to to the playoffs. You know, know? I didn't take – I haven't taken Joe Burrow in any of the leagues just yet. However, I have taken other Cincinnati Bengals in certain places, uh, T. Higgins on one team, Joe Mixon on another team, because I do think – and I think that I I may have Alden Tate on another team – but I took these guys knowing that Burrow was going there, knowing that they were investing a lot into this offense, knowing that possibly Joe Burrow will raise those guys, uh, those those players' games. So hopefully that happens. So I'm kind of banking on the fact of success in Burrow just by proxy. Sure, absolutely. Right? I mean, uh, mm-hmm. not having – the ultimate average quarterback anymore in Andy Dalton, you certainly hope that he can bust through that uh, little glass ceiling for those Bengals quarterbacks and get into the top 10, maybe get back to those uh, good Carson Palmer years where you can Mm. count on a Bengal quarterback to, you know, uh, get you a a top 12 finish weekly, if not, you know, yearly. And win some games for Cincinnati. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that being said, you know, we did put out a Twitter poll recently that garnered 174 votes, and the runaway winner was Carson Wentz with a whopping 51% of the vote. Uh, Allen came in second with 30%, and Joe Burrow had uh, came in third at 19%. Um, 
And I think this really is representative of the kind of uh, team you have. And it also speaks to the fact that we have production and we have uh, we have data. We have more data with Wentz. So that, I think that, that kind of helps. But also speaks a little bit to the fact that not everyone is a believer in Allen. And uh, I think the fact that he gets tore down as a real NFL quarterback, I think that affects his dynasty uh, not value because he's still producing points, right? But I think that affects the perception of people when they talk about Josh Allen. I like. I think most people like to uh, regurgitate things they've heard and not really think about it. I mean, not watch the player or whatever. When I watch Josh Allen, I enjoy watching him play. I do think he's not a great quarterback, but he's sure as hell fun to watch. And and right. part of this. Uh, Part of the reason we even play fantasy football is for fun. So, you know, as far as this list goes, I don't have much to say about Joe Burrow. I haven't really seen him play. Uh, but as far as uh, who I'd like to see play more as as a fan, I'll take Josh Allen. I think he's more entertaining to watch. I'm not a I'm not an Eagles fan. Obviously, I actually hate the Eagles and Carson Wentz, but you know, I can I can keep some object, objectivity here for this at least. Uh, but when it comes to fun, I think Josh Allen's a fun guy, right? He's the guy, John, like I said, absolutely, you know, hurdling guys on the field, right? <laughs> yeah, he is. He's very fun to watch. You know, his athleticism, when he scrambles, that's when he's fun to watch. When he's in the pocket, probably not so much. He's probably not so fun to watch. Right. But that's kind of what, you know, guys like uh, John Brown and Stefan Diggs are relying on right. or for him to be in the pocket and for him to you know to toss the ball downfield but now like we've got two seasons under Josh Allen there's nothing that jumps out in his second season that's saying oh he has potential to continually rise even like Carson Wentz led or not led but he was second in touchdown passes his second year in the league so that was a little stat that they would just would just be like okay there's a little flash there he's got some he's got some you know sure. uh, QB1 potential in fantasy but I don't necessarily see that with Allen. Obviously, Burrow is all upside, and we can only speculate on what he's going to do, how the team is going to move forward as, as an organization, and what they're going to do with him, what they're going to do with other players that all kind of combine to to Burrow. Um, but uh, but no, I, I, I'm thinking Wentz, Burrow, Allen in that order. Well, I um, I. I don't necessarily completely agree with what you said about Allen sure. and his. He did show some progression in that second year. I mean, uh, the per, the completion percentage was still under sixty percent, which is un which is not ideal, but it was up from fifty two percent. So, if we can just get a little more, you know, if the progression is linear, that's really what we're looking for: a continuous upward trajectory mm-hmm. of of play. Then I think that's something that we can hang on to with him. And given he has better weapons, you know, as I mentioned, he did he wasn't even a high volume passer. He he threw 460 passes last year. Mm-hmm. He still scored more points than Carson Wentz. True. Right. Right. So, so, yeah, that's well, that's what I'm getting at. Even though he's as inefficient as he is, as as wild a passer as he is, they've they've added to his weaponry, and he's also shown he's uh can grow on the uh analytical side not analytical but uh yeah the analy- you know the mm-hmm. analytic side yeah. of, of football right i mean 
He mm-hmm. has improved some. Like yeah, it wasn't I mean, a major improvement, but you're comparing him to Carson Wentz's second year, who, by all accounts, is playing at, at an MVP level. And to be fair, we have not seen that level since then. So that's been two full seasons since then, right? So even though he played a full 16 games last year, if I'm not mistaken, he got hurt and didn't even play in the playoff game. So, well, you, you're, you're right there, but at the same time, I mean, like, he's still within the top 10 in attempts, yards, TDs. Um, that's because Philadelphia's terrible and they have to throw the ball all the time. No, <laughs> no that's not. You might. You might no, I mean, Josh Allen did improve. Like, he went, you know, his attempts were up, his yards were up, his TD, uh, his TDs were up, his interceptions were down, um, his completion percentage was up. Sure, yeah, they, they do progress upward but they're still upward in a middle fashion he's still at the bottom of a qb2 uh range here so like and he's being drafted at qb1 and that's what kind of what i'm looking at in this exercise you're not going to get a return on your investment in investing in allen at this point with that being said you're going to have to get uh, you're investing in joe burrow as a qb1 here and you don't have any data on him it's just all speculation so that's why i would say Wentz first we've got the data we know that he's going to be, uh, you know, he has the odds on favorite to be a QB one in this in this Q uh, this ADP range. And this uh, is at the okay. back end of a, <clears throat> this is at the back end of uh, the quarterbacks that are being that are being drafted. You know, seven, eight, and nine. So that's at yeah, the back you. end. So that's mid, that's mid that's mid quarterback one range. Okay. But if you look at Allen, you can't say you're not getting any bang for your buck on the pick. I mean. He finished as a top 10 quarterback last year. He outperformed Carson Wentz last year. So I don't agree with the fact that, or I don't agree with your statement that he didn't return. He's like, you're not getting any bang for your buck, basically. You're saying he's not going to outperform his value or outperform his ADP when he did that last year. He did it, you know. What threw him over the top? Was it the rushing? It was the rushing. He had, exactly. nine, he had nine rushing touchdowns. Like, that can't be discounted. You can't just you can't just discount it, though. I'm not discounting you know? it, but I don't think that it's going to occur Again, right. And that's fine. There's right. always absolutely. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stand here and protest that he's gonna score nine rushing touchdowns every sure. day of the year. Right. But he had 500 rushing yards, you know, and that's nine touchdowns. He had a hundred points in rushing, basically. Right. Yep. And then when you compare that to Wentz, Wentz has slowed down the rushing. He doesn't run the ball as much. Right. He only had one rushing touchdown. He only had 240 yards rushing. Although he is the he's the top ten in those categories this isn't all about just uh nfl statistics this is about scoring fantasy points and how how are you doing that you know like 100 percent. so i think wentz is still hanging on to that that top five finish from 2017 i think people are holding on to that thinking i've seen him do it once i know he can do it again let's see if he can do it again but can he do it again he played a full 16 games last year and he didn't he did not finish in the top 10 he was right around the border he was Maybe 9, 10, 11, 12, depending Wentz. on what scoring yes. service you're, you know, mm-hmm. depending on what yeah. scoring service you're at. Right. But the, the difference between Wentz and Allen, as far as points-wise... It's negligible. Negligible. Like seven or eight points. It's right. negligible. Right. But the, the, the fact is, I didn't have to... Uh, last year, I didn't have to draft Josh Allen as high as I had to draft Josh Wentz. I mean, uh, Carson Wentz. Yes. I do this year, and this is why it's a discussion. So, right. is, is Allen's trajectory from year two to three is that going to cross over 
Wentz? Is Wentz on a plateau? Is he already plateaued this early? Like, we thought it was going to be something that he could have been maybe before he tore his ACL, and now he's just not quite the same player. So if I'm looking at career arcs and trajectories, I'm kind of leaning towards Josh Allen. Like, Okay. Uh, you know. That's respectable. I think when I – and I even – I voted in the poll, and I'm pretty sure I voted for Wentz, you know, thinking – Okay, because in my head I was thinking, we're going to be sending this out. A lot of Dynasty folks are going to see this. They're going to vote for Burrow. So I was surprised to see Burrow come in dead last. But that being said, uh, just having this discussion, kind of doing more study, doing more research, uh, other than just watching the games and you know having a feel for players, uh, just looking at some numbers, I feel pretty good about Josh Josh Allen's uh, traje- trajectory, his uh, his ability to increase that percentage with having uh, uh, a top 15 receiver in the NFL added to his program. Um, so for me, I think I'm I'm going to take Josh Allen, and then I'm going to take Joe Burrow. And I'm going to take Joe Burrow over Carson Wentz, not because I'm not an Eagles fan. I know you're looking Stop like, yeah. It. But mostly because I, I can't trust Carson Wentz. I can't trust him. Um, and, you know, maybe I'm just giving him a hard time because that, that offense was so atrocious last year. Regard, you know, the, the receiver core was just non-existent, and they've had to, you know, bring in a whole new – core basically and and you're right who knows what that offensive scheme is going to look like this year with you know them drafting Jalen Hurts so high yeah and maybe maybe he'll just blow me out of the water Carson Wentz and I'll look like a fool at the end of this um we'll find out and we'll find out but I think you know uh from a dynasty perspective I'll I'll take I'll take Burrow second um I feel pretty good about his uh, everything I've heard about him, so and that's all that I'm going on. I've only watched a handful of of games, and they've been not full length games. They've been, you know, just the cuts of games game and basically the game film. And so I'm not, you know, I don't know much about him other than what I see. And I am by no means a scout, and I can see, I can see something there though. Um, and I think that's, some, you know, I think if I can see something, then that says something generally about a player, right? Um, mm-hmm. If a player to me stands out, then I, I tend to take note of that because I'm not a scout, but I can see differences. And he looked in those in those couple games that I watched. He looked above. He looked above everyone else. So for me, give me Josh Allen, give me Joe Burrow. I'm passing on Carson Wentz. His days are over. He's I don't no believe, fly eagle fly yeah, here. Yep, fly eagle fly. Wentz, Burrow, and you know what? Right. If Allen's there, I'm probably I'm probably going to skip. And maybe take Stafford later on in the draft. Hey, amen to that, right? Amen to that. All right, well, that's I, a good I, battle. Yeah, I like it. So, battle. at the you end mean, of the year, we'll see. We'll see who comes out on top, and it's going to be yeah. very interesting. Well, it's not at the end of this year. This is a dynasty battle. Well, this is, this is true. We well, can see. In, we can see how things are moving. Progressing. There we go. Correct. I like that. Yes. Okay. I like that better. All right. You know, tell us what you think. You know. Uh, yeah. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast here, uh, you know, and send us your battle if you'd like to have. Two or more players discussed and compared, and uh, if you're having a hard time deciding on some players, let us know. You can send us a tweet. You can tweet our main handle at Dynasty B Field. You can also tweet our main our uh, personal handles at Dynasty B Field TT and at Dynasty B Field JT. 
Also, uh, don't forget, you can head over to our website, DynastyBattlefield.com. We are offering commissioning services. We're doing a 12-team Superflex startup right now that we're a part of. We'd like for you to join us. Just head on over there and click on the Join Startup button. Um, And with that, I guess I'll go ahead and close this out, and we will see you next time on the Dynasty Battlefield podcast.